Are you ready to connect? This is the Empower Connection Podcast, where we empower our listeners to connect more fully to themselves, to each other, and to something greater. We do this with the help of myself and special guests, including healers, coaches, artists, seekers, and those on a healing journey of self-growth. Welcome. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Empowered Connection Podcast. This is your host, Damodar Cordua, relationship coach and life coach and yoga and yoga wisdom teacher, recording this session right now in Philadelphia, my hometown, and back here for some work to lead some trainings and to visit friends and family. On today's podcast episode, we are going to start to approach the new year. This idea of improving upon ourselves, using the new year as a marker within which to create resolutions, within which to create new goals for our self-growth, for our self-empowerment, for our purpose, for work, for relationships, etc. It's almost so cliche, right, to even have a podcast on New Year's goals and New Year's resolutions. I was talking with my wife recently, and she was encouraging me to do an episode that gives the listeners one empowering tool, something that can bring into their lives and enact on a regular basis. Now, we usually do that at the end of episodes. We give us your empowered connection practice tool, but this episode is going to be focused on one way to clarify what you'd like to bring into this new year. And the way this tool works is that it really allows us to see where we're at now. Okay. Often we live in a fantasy where we come up with these ideas of goals and resolutions that often aren't realistic or sustainable or put us in a place of where we're not really at yet, right? So if we can't, a lot of teachers say this, if we can't really accept and see who and what we are right now, there's actually no way to move forward. If we try to move forward without seeing where we're at now, then we will most likely rub up against something that will not allow that to happen successfully. So in order for us to reach our goals in 2023, let's figure out what goals, or we'll say values, we're actually really, truly living out right now, right here, day to day. Instead of assuming we're living out some values in our life, when we're actually not. This is an exercise that I share with many of my clients and I've brought into my own life and that I've learned from some of my teachers. And the exercise comes from this great polymath teacher, John Demartini, and it was passed down from him through him to Jason Gaddis. And, and I've adapted it and brought it into my own life and my coaching. And it has various names. I think Demartini calls it a value estimator or a compass. And it allows us to be more honest and clear with ourselves in seeing what our actual values are in life, what we truly live out instead of some fantasy, as I mentioned before, instead of some idea that it really isn't true, and to then give us the real practical space to establish how we want to shift them and improve upon them and set goals in the new year or goals at any time. And when I use this, with couples, I use this with individuals, I ask of them to do this exercise throughout the course of their life. So if it's a New Year's type of resolution exercise, do it right before the New Year every year, or do it twice a year, 
maybe the summer solstice and the winter solstice, but let it give you some sober understanding as to what is my life really about? I have a perception about what it's what it is about, but what is it really about? How am I spending my time and energy? And with that knowledge, how then do I want to spend that time and energy going forward? Again, can't figure out how we what we want to do if we can't accept and see where we're really at and what we're doing today. And, you know, and an example that I give clients is when you meet someone and then they might say to you, you know, I really value time in nature. That's like a really big value. It's a really big priority on my life. And then you ask them, you know, how often do you go into nature? Uh, how often does it happen for you? And they reply, you know, I go maybe once a week. Now, in the grand scheme of their value system of what's really the most important it would be a lie to say that's the most important value in their life because they're spending the majority of their time doing other things. So this is going to give you a lot of clarity. Okay. So just going to dive right into it. So I would like you to take out a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil, and I'd like you to draw a triangle. And you could draw it with the whole width and length of the paper. You can make it as large as you'd like. And then I'd like you to bisect this triangle with four to five horizontal lines going from the tip, the, the, the top of the triangle, all the way to the larger base. Okay, now this is the this is the key part. Okay. That top triangle space, the, the tip, the top of that triangle, that little area you've created with that line that you drew. And then the next one and next one are gonna represent what you give most of your time to throughout the day, most of your energy and consciousness. And what comes most easiest to you within which you don't need external motivation? So it's a coalescence or an overlap of those three things. What do you use your time and energy doing, literally? What is on your mind most of the time? What's in your consciousness? And then what's easiest for you to do, natural, organic for you to do without external motivation? What is things that we need external motivation for? We might say, well, it's important to me to work out or exercise, but I can't really do it unless I join a gym or unless I take a class or unless I have a coach who's telling me what to do. But if I'm someone who naturally wakes up and exercises every day without much external reinforcement, encouragement, et cetera, then that is going to be a little higher on our list. Okay. So those three things. List them, the top combination of those things would be number one. That would be the top of the triangle. And then after that would be what's second in your life, third, fourth, and so on. So that means number one, what do you spend most of your time with? And how is that also related to what's natural to you, easy to you, and involves your consciousness, right? So if you work 40 hours a week, most likely that is going to be number one. Again, that was, that's what trumps everything, what you spend your time doing, and then also your consciousness, your thoughts, and what comes easiest to you. Now, if you're at work for 40 hours a week, but during those 40 hours, for 20 of them or 30 or even more, you can think about other things, you can research other things, do other things, make other things, whatever, if you have that type of job, then we want to factor that in. Okay. So this is really dialing in how you're spending your time and energy. What could be examples? 
work. If your passion is your work, right, or, or you have a hobby that's also part of your work, that would factor in. If work is something you do, but you don't do a lot of it or and or it's a really externally motivated, that is also a factor. It could be friendships, relationship with partner, self-growth. If you're listening to this podcast, you must be interested in self-growth and relationship work and consciousness and spirituality. Any of those could be on this list. Travel, exercise, meditation, preparing food, cleaning the house, doing errand work, quote unquote. I think you get the idea. So take the time right now with your pen and pencil or pen or pencil and see clearly, if you look at the course of your week, what do I spend the most time and energy doing cross, crossed over, cross-reference with what's easiest for me and I spend most of my intelligence, most of my consciousness thinking about number one. The next area down the triangle, the second most, the next area, the third most. And I really want to ask you to quantify, if you need to use another piece of paper, go throughout your week and really see how you spend your time. A lot of people get surprised. They say, well, yeah, I spend my time on my work and then my relationship and then exercise and, and my spirituality. And then they look at their list and they actually see, well, no, number two is scrolling on social media. Or number three is scrolling on social media. That's what I spend the most of my time doing throughout the course of the week. Third, most of time, energy, and resource and consciousness. Or they see, wow, I watch TV. That's number three. Or they see, well, I spend the most amount of time in my day after work just doing errands, just trying to like survive and manage life. But often those types of things we don't notice. We don't take into consideration right? how often that we are watching TV, scrolling Instagram, the time goes away so quickly. We can do it a little bit here, a little bit there, 10 minutes here, five minutes there. But when we quantify it, we actually see how much of this is taking up of my life? And we want to look at that soberly because you might say, as I mentioned earlier, nature is important to you. You might say my artwork, doing my artwork is important to me. But when you look at your time and how you spend it, look at your energy, your consciousness, et cetera, and you notice that, well, I do my art once a week or twice a week, two nights a week, that's pretty low on your value system. That's pretty low. You get it? All right. So take some time to do this and be as clear and honest with yourself. And you, if you can't be, then this week, pay attention. Okay. I would even invite you this week. If you want to go real deep and really like dial in this meditation is this week, pay attention and like list on your phone, how much time you spent doing each thing. As you normally would do it, try not to like fudge it or change it just because it's this exercise. We want you to be really honest with yourself. How much time does buying food, making food, doing the laundry, cleaning the house, if you're doing all that. So how much time does it actually take? The holidays are upon us. Are you looking for a unique gift to give to your loved one this season? Are you looking for a special gift of all natural, organic, herbal wellness, all the benefits of all natural organic wellness and skincare this holiday season. Well, we got some goodies for you. 
be sure to check out my lovely wife's beautiful and deeply healing product line, Baba Wellness. We are actually going to be giving our listeners to this podcast a special 15% off when they order from our website and ship directly to their home or to their loved one's home as a special gift for the holidays. At checkout, use the code EMPOWEREDCONNECTION, one word, all caps. All the details are in the show notes. Take a look and order today. All right. So again, these are ways that we can really see the values we're living out. Meaning by what time, energy, consciousness, we do things, it reveals what's most important to us. <laughs> right? What is most important to us, really? Other examples, right, of, of what could be up there is, is could be money, finances, travel, shopping, <laughs> sports, seeing sports, entertainment, going out to eat, resting, leisure time. There's so many possibilities. I want you to... Suss that out for yourself, okay? Now, after you really get clear here, to help you on your journey of moving into 2023 and setting your goals, the next step is to create another triangle. Do the same thing of bisecting the triangle horizontally with these lines, and then take time to meditate, to sit with, how do you actually, with intention and awareness, want to spend your time? Not some big goal of the thing that you need to get or do, like I need to make this amount of money or I need to uh, get this job or get this in this place with my career, my relationship. But what are the things that I want to spend most of my time doing? What are the things I want to spend most of my time doing throughout the course of the week? And again, cross-referencing time, energy, consciousness, my awareness, like my thought thoughts on this this topic or this activity and what's most natural to me. Right. Sometimes um, for me and, and my wife, we're blessed in, in, in many respects because our work is off also what is most easeful for us, what's most natural to us, what we love. And it is also what we think about normally. <laughs> right? I think about these ideas of self-growth, of relationship growth, of self-improvement a lot regardless if I'm doing it for a living or not. So it makes it that much more easy to do it, right? Because it comes naturally to me. So I'd like you to list those in this new triangle. How do you want to be spending your time, energy, resource, consciousness? And then you take the two triangles and you see, okay, where is the gaps here? What has shifted? Was there one on the bottom that needs to move up top? One at the top that needs to move down a nudge or two? What has shifted? And if you're in partnership, you do this individually and then you line it up with your partners and see what values right now you're living out and where they align or misalign. Sometimes we assume our partner has the same values as us, but when we really take the time to see how we use our time and spend, spend our lives, we'll get to see really, and what we, we're thinking of, <laughs> we'll get to really see, oh, actually, no, we don't really line up here or wow, we do line up here. Relationship is number two for both of us or number one. Well, but actually exercise is not on mine and exercise is number three for yours, whatever it is. So when you do that as partners, do it every year, you start to see not only where we're aligned as a, as, as a partnership and where we can create some agreements, but we also see more clearly our other person's value system and we can respect them and start to honor them as a different person. And furthermore, we can start to speak through their system of values to create better connection. 
right? But the example I just gave, if exercise is high on the list and the, the partner, even though they, the other partner might not value exercise, they can speak to, to create connection, speak to their partner through an understanding that exercise is important to them or going out to eat or spirituality. There's no hierarchy in my world. I'm not trying to say going out to eat or spirituality, one is better than the other. I'm here for you to be more, most authentically you playing video games, reading novels or self-help books, reading, right? Building things, design. I know from my wife, that's a big one. She really enjoys design, building things, manifesting things uh, with her two hands. For me, I'm more in my mind. The things that are of value to me are more uh, cerebral or emotional, okay? Reading things, writing, dealing with clients one-on-one, -on -one, doing this podcast. <laughs> so it helps me see that we're different there. And I have to be clear with that, that I, this, this person I'm living my life with has a different value system than me. But let me remember to speak to that, knowing that's important to her. And then she can learn to speak to me through mine because know, she knows that's important to me, right? Creates connection. And then you also, as a couple, you compare your ideal ones, right? The second triangle and see where your goals align. And that will give you even a deeper conversation because you might have to start to negotiate. Well, my value system says being in nature and living your nature is very important, but your value system says living in the city and being in this urban environment is more important. And this is a real one from my partner and I. That That's a big one to reconcile. Your value system says you're building your business and building your finances is most important for, the, for yourself, for the family. My value system says self-care and learning actually how to slow down and be better with my own health and wellness. So if those are both there or one person has one and one person has the other and they're high on the list, how can you negotiate those two and bring it into the fabric of your relationship together? And actually could be very beautiful and revealing because it might show you a path, a middle path where you could do both. You could build your business, build your revenue, uh, get more, become more successful at your job and also bring in self-care into your life. Now, if you're an individual, go back to that, both triangles, go back to that second one and figure out your new year's resolutions by deciding what are the things that I need to enact to bring me to, from triangle one to triangle two. Okay. And then you can create various arrows and demonstratives to give you clues as to what that could be from bringing one down to the other. So if it's something like glaring, like social media or television watching that you want to start to bring lower on your value list, then start to create a schedule that pays attention to those moments where you're spending too much time in that place. If it's work, if work is too high right now, what are the things that you can take a stand for to bring that other value higher and bring work a little lower? Maybe that's just creating better boundaries. Maybe you can't stop at the work that you're doing. You still need to work as much as you are, but maybe it means you're not bringing work home. Maybe it means you're not checking your email after you get out of work that day. If you're your own business owner like I am, maybe that means creating even more hard and fast boundaries because work can more easily slip in to the day and to, to the day to day, moment to moment of your life. All right. So I hope this was successful for you and helpful for you. And we can go into this a lot more. So if you'd like to reach out to me and we can get into a coaching journey. You know, I talk about this in every show. I don't just say it for uh, no reason. I don't just kind of like throw it out there every time because I have to. But the reason I do is because when you listen to podcasts and read books, you can learn so much. But when we actually take the time to be with someone 
I know this from my own experience with the coaches that I hire in my life and the other healers and helpers is that I can dial things in. I can really be held accountable. There can be a container within which I can really create some of this positive change that I'm learning and yearning to do in my life. And if it's the new year and you're like, I have these goals, but I don't have a way to really live them out because you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to say yes to them up until January, February rolls around. I'm going to forget about them already because they're not sustainable. Or how do I keep them in my life in a sustainable way? Reach out to me and I can help you do that. I can empower you and encourage you, support you and challenge you and give you more tools specific to your specific journey to help you do so. And if you're in a partnership, it's the same thing. If you're in a relationship and you want to live out some deeper connection and purpose and goals and partnership, I can do the same thing for you there. I can provide that space. I would be honored and grateful. Regardless, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If someone in your life is looking to gain more tools to reach their goals in the new year, please share this episode with them. Share it on your favorite platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, and maybe give us a nice rating and a review to encourage us and reach more people with this podcast. Let 2023 be a sacred pause within which you can take stock through a meditation like this to see how do you really want to connect to yourself this year? What are the goals that are going to allow you to connect to your potential to yourself? What are the goals that are going to allow you to connect to others? And what are the goals and tools that are allow you to connect to something, something deeper, greater, more epic this year?